0: Download the free Anchor app or go on anchor.fm and get started. Hey y'all, my name is Mel and this project is meaningful to me because it's a platform we created for women to freely express themselves and be the loud and proud, confident women that they're entitled to be.
1: Hey, I'm Vicky and just like Mel, I've been in and witnessed too many situations where I felt prejudged and misunderstood, or even worse, was provoked and later on was labeled as crazy for loving myself enough to stand up for me.
0: Honestly, if I had a dollar for each time I've been called crazy or too much, simply for standing up for myself or asking questions when things didn't add up, I'd be on an island I bought with that money right now. And I almost started to believe it, that it was me, But then I realized over time that my voice was my power. And through my story and through this podcast, I hope to inspire women from all walks of life to find their courage and speak up. I'm
1: beyond over being told, take it. And I wanted to be the voice for the ladies who aren't quite ready
0: to roar just yet. Women aren't to be placed in a box. We come from different backgrounds and have different journeys. And that's pretty much how we become ourselves and find our purpose. So a man has no place telling us how to be, neither does society. I really hope women listen to this podcast and feel heard and realize there's nothing wrong with a little crazy, as long as it means you're freely expressing yourself.
1: This podcast will touch on all things woman. Let's get crazy. what's up crazy bitches welcome back to the factory today we have a treat for our uh season closer we have one of my favorite people in the world i've known him since high school jamie he's here today with us on the panel he is um going to be dropping his own podcast in 2021 called my depression said what it said that shit is deep so i'm gonna let jamie go ahead and talk about what his podcast is about, what you can expect. Go on ahead, Jamie.
2: You have the floor. First of all, thank you so much, Vicky. Woo! woo! Yeah, woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hearing you say the name of my podcast is like creepy. I'm like, oh my god, it's a real thing. Um, yeah, I yeah, that's what it's called. My depression said what it said. I I named it that because I wanted to. St- I'm starting the process of looking at myself as separate from my depression, mm-hmm. um, as not always associating myself with being depressed. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to kind of separate the two. So I was like that sometimes my depression says stuff, that's not me. That mm-hmm. is, that's, that's just, that's, that's that depression. And mm. ultimately I wanted to just have, a. I wanted to challenge myself honestly to open up, which is something that I don't do. I'm not, I'm learning how to do that. And I thought this is a, yeah, this is a very bold way to challenge myself to do that while using some of the skills that I already have and, and just create a space where I can talk about my depression as a black gay man um, and just allow myself and go through the process of healing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm still depressed, so I don't have any, it's not really like tips or tricks, it's really just I'm going through this in real time, Ooh. these are my feelings, and every episode I talk about depression in relation to a different topic, so it's going to be depression and motivation this is the first episode, Oh, um, depression and racism this is another Ooh. episode. Where I talk about my experiences with racism and how that contributed or affected my depression. So mm-hmm. I go through a bunch of topics and I just rant. Like,
0: <laughs> like we do. Here. That's
2: great. Right. That sounds beautiful. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll
0: definitely be tuning in for sure.
2: Absolutely. Mm. So, yes.
1: so yeah, I think that the having Jamie on tonight was perfect because ironically, we are talking about something very similar. Um, I'll let Mel go ahead and talk about that.
0: Yes, uh, just to segue into what Jamie was saying, uh, we will be, this episode is particularly, um, we'll be, well, we'll be touching base on depression and how this year has been heavy for a lot of people, Uh, just mental illness in general, whether it's depression, anxiety, PTSD, um, you know, a lot of people have lost people this year, um, and it's right around the holidays right now. And, you know, a lot of people may not be too jolly this year either. So we definitely want to touch base on that. Uh, hopefully some of our listeners will be able to relate and know that, you know, they're not alone going through that. I love that we have Jamie here and that he has his podcast because I, I have to listen because I also deal with, there's days where like, what I feel about depression is days where like, I don't even know myself. I just feel bland. I just feel, I just feel like just, I don't want to talk. I just, I just feel like, you know, a blank piece of paper, you know, and, and I wouldn't even begin to know which colors to use to paint an image on that piece of paper. Like I'm just bland. So I I'm appreciative of the fact that you decided to come and join us today. And um, I'm looking forward to listening to your podcast. Touching based on that, I think that um, at this point
1: in the year, we're kind of adapt. Uh, we've kind of adapted for the most part to this new normal. But like, I feel like it happened so overnight that we're not really adapted. I feel like physically, we're all kind of taking all the steps, like okay, wash my hands, sanitize, wear the mask. But we're not all taking the second to realize how crazy it is. In every aspect, like to the point where when I watch TV and there's like a club scene that comes on, and like I see how close people are, or, like people test, like, I'm yeah. just like, oh, yes. they give me, I'm like, they're oh, not wearing masks. Oh my god, uh, it, um, yeah. aren't you just like, oh my god, this is definitely before the Rona. Like it, right. it's it left such an anxiety, and like just like you guys, I deal with depression and anxiety, and I feel like those two things play hand in hand. And if there was ever something to give you anxiety, boy, was it the year 2020. It was was intense, and I feel like now it's the holidays, and I know a lot of people, especially parents, feel pressured to, you know, upkeep this. Not, I won't say facade, but like this, this you know, season holiday. It is a facade,
0: though. (laughs) It is,
1: and it's like I literally watched something on the news the other day that said that Santa Claus was declared an essential worker. Which is cute for kids, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, how do you pretend that this year isn't happening long enough to have the holidays? Like, how do you do that? Like, I feel like people are completely ignoring reality. And I just like, for me, the holidays are always very heavy. So I can't imagine how this year is not heavy for, for most people, especially when we're by law, not even supposed to be with our family you know right
0: so Jamie, people who have family at like, of state mm-hmm.
1: I was going to ask Jamie like what is your opinion on how people are moving this holiday season do you feel like some people are using the holidays to like kind of like block out the rest of the year or do you feel like some people are just kind of like used to what has become of 2020 and how do you feel what, how do you feel in general people are feeling about the coming year as far as anxiety and like a person who deals with depression?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's tough. Cause you want to, yeah, like reality right now sucks. You know, like it's hard for a lot of people um, like to be blunt. Um, and then, and then you have, you know, the holiday it's like the weird opposite. Cause it's joy and it's <laughs> festive and it's sort of all those things and. Um, I think for a lot of people I think underneath that joy and that cheer as you're saying there there is the holidays are also sort of a sad period because it's about bonding and being together mm-hmm. and if you a lot and specifically now especially because a lot of us don't have that bonding but I think even before also there's sort of um a, a, yeah if if They're a bit of um, if you don't if you don't have that love in your life or whatever bond or connection. I think it it can feel a bit hollow. Um, For me, I would say first I personally I do look the it is a period that I look forward to just because some of my purest childhood memories are from the holidays for me. so I, I still cling on to that part of my childhood, I think a little bit, um, but yeah, definitely over the years, it's it's been tough this year, especially is is tough, but I don't know, for me, I would say it's as someone who's gone through depression um, and I've been very depressed at during the holiday period, mm. um, it feels similar to me. I, I can't say it feels that new to me Um, I remember specifically like even with family dinners I always felt really it made me extra depressed because I felt at a lot of times I felt like I couldn't be who I wanted to be at these functions I felt like also sometimes even though I like the holiday period it is about joy and that sort of excess festive feeling Mm -hmm. so if you don't have that if you're feeling the opposite then it, it just reinforces How other you are, how different you feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot this holiday period. Yeah, I I hope people are able to find some sort of light in it. Um, I think there seems to be a lot of excitement towards next year, the vaccine. Like people are, if we're talking specifically for COVID, I
1: don't know. Depends (laughs) who you are, I guess. You know, it's that Jamie said something that really resonated with me just now, you said sometimes family gatherings would make you more depressed. And that is such a like, I just wanna like give you two jazz snaps because that it just is so facts. And I think that, you know, there is, if you are a person who lives alone, you do have the option to go and visit a household of your choosing. And I do feel like, especially this year, you're not obligated for that place to be your family, especially (laughs) if they don't make Mm -hmm. you feel like your best self. I will never Mm -hmm. tell anybody, like everybody has the moments where they rant about their family and they hit everybody and like, (laughs) you know what I mean? And it's like, I always tell my friends, you know, at the end of the day, that's your family. And you know that deep in your heart, you still love them. But at the same time, especially this year specifically, If you're going to choose to like get cute and leave your house and go see anybody in particular, make it someone who's actually going to, you guys are going to enjoy each other's time and you're really going to feel some kind of happiness in that moment. Because it is true that depending on, you know, what kind of family you have, sometimes being around your family all at once, it can be very overwhelming, especially like you said, if you're someone who kind of does your own thing or you're a little bit your own person and you don't really follow the trend of your family, then you can feel very like isolated. And to me, I think one of the most depressing feelings is to be quote unquote alone in a room full of people. Mm-hmm. That is like one of the most depressing things in the world. And I, I, I know that Melissa has spoken on this before, even recently, I did, like just certain things that Mel and I have been talking about in our private conversations, it has come up that like environment is very, very important to your mental health mm-hmm. and people that you're around are very, very important to your mental mm-hmm. health. And, you know, Mel, we have been having those conversations.
0: So I feel like you could definitely- Almost every day. Speak to this. <laughs> Almost every day. <laughs> no, um, uh, yes, we have been having those conversations. I, <clears throat> I'm i the kind of person, I would rather be a like- I'd rather be alone than be in a room full of people that just don't make me happy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The second that I feel like there's no love, there's no, you know what I mean? There's no warmth. There's it, you know, like I don't get that warm feeling. I'd rather, I'd rather just feel that by myself, you know, and um, having to deal with that with people around, it just makes me feel more depressed like it just it for you know for whatever reason that it is you can I can be in a room full of people everybody's having a great time and I'm having anxiety I'm like when does this end (laughs) when do I get to just curl up in the ball and just be by myself because I'm uncomfortable you know what I mean so especially now being the holidays I just did this year I don't have it. It takes that people don't realize how much energy it takes to be social, how much energy it takes just to, to, to have a conversation with someone. Like I have some, I, I have a, uh, some friends who will be like, you know, Hey, I haven't heard from you. You know, like, I uh, you know, I was beginning to wonder where you went. And it's like, I, I don't even see the days go by. Sometimes I just, I'm just stuck in this rut of darkness, you know, so I, I I understand what anyone with depression and anxiety is going through, especially being that this year is so dark and, and it's just your, every time you turn on your TV or you get online, it's just like either somebody got shot by the police or, you know, the, 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 the death uh, the death toll is increasing as far as COVID uh the numbers are increasing as far as people catching COVID and it's just negative and it's just everything is just negative everything is just negative and so it just kind of draws you you're just drowning in this like in this pool of darkness like I I can't really explain it in the other kind of way but the environment when you're sometimes I'm happy when I'm just by myself you Mm know it's It's that's my little bit of light. Like, if I can find something that I like on TV and I can just concentrate on that, then I'll be, you know, I'll be happy with just, you know what I mean? My light is like if I can get a glass of wine or like, you know, like little things or like little things. But it's like if I were to be in over the holidays, if I were to be in a room full of people that I just, that just don't make me happy or that just, I know just don't express genuine love for me and who I am as a person and know my heart that definitely just sucks the energy out of me. It just like, it just makes me, it's, I, you, you just become like, it's like you're just sucked completely dry of all your color mm-hmm. and all your light. It's just, yeah. you just become bland, like boiled chicken with no seasoning, like just <laughs> literally just that. So especially with a year like this.
1: Yeah, I do feel like when you're like, for me, I always compare my dark times my, Because my depression isn't so much a daily struggle as it is a, um, I like to call it episodes. So I have episodes mm-hmm. of depression where, um, you know, I'll be really, really good for months and months, weeks and weeks go by. And then all of a sudden I'll be depressed. And it's like, it doesn't happen overnight. I can feel it. I can, I, I, like when I Mel and I used to live together, I would tell her, you know, Mel, I feel myself fighting a depression. And eventually it hits and you're in this dark space and everybody who's been through depression describes their dark space differently. I love sunlight. I love the way the sun feels on my skin. I just love everything about the sun. And I describe depression as there being no sun. It feels like you're underneath a dark, wet blanket And it's like, you can kind of see the sun and you're trying to remove this blanket, but it's like every blanket you take off your head, there's another blanket. And it's just getting no brighter. You're not getting any closer to the sun. It feels like you're buried under sand. You can see the sun shining far away and it's like you're trying to climb up out of the sand, but you can't. It just feels like that. And it's like, I feel like if I had advice to give, it would be to no matter what hold on to that glimpse of sun that you see underneath all those wet blankets because what I've learned in my own journey with my depression because I go through episodes I've learned that there is another side of it there is a brighter side of it and even though the brighter side doesn't always last as long as the darker side you have to work towards that brighter side as opposed to being like oh you know I'm depressed and it's, it's, that's the first step is to acknowledge that you're depressed. But once I acknowledge that I'm depressed, I like to try my best and it's not always easy and it doesn't always work in the time frame that I would like to give myself, but I try my best to look towards that light that I know is there, that I know has been there in the past when I've been in episodes, but again, it's not always easy. And I feel like I always say this, I've been blessed with the ability to pick my, fr- my friend's very well like any friends that I still have to this day are amazing people like I said in the beginning of the podcast I've known Jamie since I was like 12 or 13 when I met him and to this day like I still consider him one of my favorite people I've ever met in my life like I just adore him and I that's how I feel about most of the people that are in my life right now so I kind of do have a strong support system when I have those dark days I know that there's always someone that I can reach out to who's going to give me an ear if you don't have that, I suggest you actually find actual help. Like someone the best just,
2: in the support system is really important.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, and then if, and then, you know, after you start seeking help, maybe you can there, you know, I find that there are a lot of people who underestimate the value in a support group. And some people who don't have like friends that they feel will listen. I would say seek out a support group because if you don't want to go sit in front of a a shrink or a doctor and speak to them one-on-one, a support group could be another really great way to meet other people who identify with what you're going through, who can uplift you and share their journeys with you. And so, you know, Jamie, you were just saying that a support system is really important. Do you feel like you would be how would I say, do you feel like you wouldn't be as far along in your journey with your depression if you didn't have the support? Cause I know that you have really, 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 really good mm-hmm. people in your life. One person in particular, I'm thinking about this, making me laugh who adores you. And do you feel like if you didn't have people like him um, and like in your life that you, you know, would be a little bit behind in your journey as far as dealing with your depression?
2: Yeah, he's going to listen to this and get a big ego.
1: Oh, hey, Tyron. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't going to say his name, but now I know he's going to watch. So hey, Tyron, how you doing? Shout outs to you. Um,
2: No. Yeah, that's that's actually a really great question. And um, going back just a little bit, I also want to say what I've learned is I've learned to forgive myself when I'm going through an episode, when I'm depressed as well, like just it's also okay to feel that and to go through those emotions. Which that's something new that I've really been doing this year is just allowing, just yeah, allowing myself to go through that to feel those feelings. Um, you know, what I do is I I feel bad when like I feel like I failed when I go back into a depression. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like I've oh, I've done something wrong. You know, why can't I just get it right? So I've just mm-hmm. learned to to also accept that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I I really don't think I would be actually as far along if I didn't start opening up. Um, and what got me to that point is I, you know, I, I, I just, I always, when I get frustrated, I get to a point where I'm like, okay, this is what I've been doing. Let me just try something else. Like, let me just try the other side of it. And I felt like for so many years I had not been opening up and I have, you know, all of a lot of people in my life would describe me as secretive. Yeah. And as you know, I, I really didn't open up and I just got to a point where it, it was just frustrating and I could see how all of my own feelings were tearing me apart from the inside really. So I was like, okay, let me just try this and see what this feels like. And I'm still getting used to it. It still feels uncomfortable. Right. It's still, um, but over time, um even and like I said I didn't think that this would help I didn't think that opening up to people or finding a confidant would help um but it it really did so I really would st- I'm sticking with it I'm seeing you know the benefits here and there um so I'll stick with it but it it, it has brought me further along because I've you know sharing you get to it doesn't take off all the weight off of you but it it does alleviate at least a little bit of Mm -hmm. it you know it it does just you know there's power in saying things out loud really so just that idea of sharing it it does start to alleviate very slowly of course but um it, it has helped me along in my journey
0: oh that's good it's very true I I feel for me, it's like other than my friends like Vicky, for example, who like I have several panic attacks on (laughs) every other day, it's my it's my kids like, for example, I am um, a person who struggles with anxiety like I'm always thinking about the worst case scenario all the time for no reason like I'll wake up and I'll have to be somewhere and I'm like there's no way I'm just gonna wake up and get there and I'm not gonna get hit by a car and like the, my children's school is not gonna call me and tell me that they choked on something like I'm so I'm so ocd about everything you know with my kids it's just like if, if my son sneezes I'm like are you okay what's going on did you, you know um so this year you know worst case scenario actually happened my my father passed away so I was just like oh so I was like oh so this is just so bad things do happen you Mm -hmm. know bad things really do happen and it was in the midst of COVID happening it was in the midst of black men getting killed in the hand of police officers it was in the midst of all of that and what gave me the strength to get up and fake it every day was my kids because they, they need a mom, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not their fault that all these things are happening. And, um, that's, that kind of just gave me the strength to, to keep going because there's many times where I was just like, it's, I was so overwhelmed with like, just, anxiety just thinking like who's next what's going to happen with you know what else what what else is going to happen what else is going to happen that I just it, I, it was so hard for me to navigate through life just simple things like going to the store and just hearing noise I was just like freaking out I'd freak out uh, about almost everything every morning I'd wake up I'd have an episode and and then I would I would do it before my kids woke up and then you know once they woke up i would just okay what do you want for breakfast you know but really what i wanted to do was just lay there but you know over time having to take care of them like the faking kind of became like okay well yeah reality (laughs) it just kind of became like i'm like you know the more days went by the more i started to feel a little bit better now obviously it's back simply because i did have an environmental change As far as, like, my living situation and just, like, how my life is going, how my bank account is looking, you know, things like that um, always affect that I'm easily, not so easily triggered, but I can be easily triggered, especially around this time of year, Um, so people like having Vicky that I can just hit up at any moment, like, girl, today's not the day, like today is not a day, and she's like, girl, you know who you are, you know what you're doing with your life, you know, it's just a temporary moment, blah, 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 and just like kind of uplifting me, it gives me the boost that I need, it's like a fuel, those people are like your fuel, it's like when you're running on E, you got to have those people to kind of just, you know, fill you back up.
1: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I will say that um, I think like with Jamie, <laughs> I think without even knowing it, when I was in high school, I was going through so much like in my home life that I think I was already depressed and I didn't know it. And I used to come to school like with this like, have you ever seen, well, it's not the same thing, because that's a dust cloud. So we're not going to compare myself to the Charlie Brown kid. But have you ever seen like a cartoon with like a dark cloud above their head? I'm sorry, I was gonna say the Charlie Brown. Just said a dust cloud. Oh, so, like, you know, that like kid in Charlie Brown, but then I realized that's not a, a, a dark cloud. It's a dust cloud. And I'm not dusty. So yeah. we're not gonna go there. But have you ever seen a cartoon with like the just thunderstorm over a person's head, like that's how I would come to school. And I swear to God from, I always say that without Jamie would I would not have graduated high school. And that's a fact, like he pushed me to graduate high school. And had I like, had I not had this person so early on in my life to push me and be my better self, I would not have, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have my diploma today. Like I really can honestly say that because He was a person that I can come to school on a hundred upset and like all day long, he would have me laughing to the point where my ribs felt like they were going to break in half. Like he was just such a great person to have around. And I think that I say this to say that something important about depression is that everybody needs to check on everybody because where I failed as a friend, I can honestly say is that I didn't realize that someone as strong and as vibrant and as supportive as Jamie could be going through what he was going through. Mm-hmm. And for a while in our friendship, I will say that I dropped the ball in a sense where I wasn't checking on him because to me, that was my strong friend. You know, I was like, oh, he's, he's okay. Not like in a sense of like, forget Jamie, but Those just the ones you of- need to check on. Exactly. I always saw him as such a strong, like person that I looked up to that it never dawned on me that. He's being different because you're being a shit friend because you're not thinking about perhaps for once he needs you as opposed to you constantly needing him. And I feel like that taught me a lesson because even with Melissa, I say this all the time. She's one of the strongest. I have watched her literally lift two children and groceries up the stairs by herself. She's one of the strongest people I know, aside from my own mother. And I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows any Aries people, but these two right here are two Aries people, and they're some of the strongest personalities you'll ever meet. and it's not. It's, and I'm not just saying this because y'all are my like close friends. I really mean this. Like, all of my close friends, as you guys know, are either Gemini's or Aries, and I just appreciate a strong personality because I'm a strong personality, and both of these people are people who, in my journey when I've dropped the ball, as my friends, they have not been afraid to be like, hey, hello, (laughs) you're fucking up. And because I don't want to put you in the garbage, I have to tell you that you're fucking up. So my advice, I would say to a person who maybe doesn't even deal with depression, look out for changes in your friends, look out for things that are outside of their character, and don't take it personal don't take it as a like, oh, you're not there for me anymore, or you're not happy for me, or you don't care about what's going on in my life, or take it as they're going through something, and maybe they need me to be there for them, and always, 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 always check on your strong friends, because your strong friends have their problems too, and just because they're strong enough to like guide you through your shit, and make you laugh all day for eight hours, doesn't mean that they are not also underneath their own dark cloud it just means that they're doing a better job at not projecting it so I that's one thing I say I always learned from my friendships and I've learned from both of these friendships that you really do have to be mindful when you are the person on the receiving end of the advice and the uplifting you have to give that back you definitely have to give that back and I feel like in my adult life I've done a I've been trying to do a better job of giving back the love that I receive because it's important. And I feel like it can really help a person's depression to know that they have at least one person who gives them the same energy that they give out. And I, I have to say that, how can I put it? Had it not been for the friendships that I have, especially like I said, Jamie in high school and now Melissa being my best friend as my, in my adult life and even other people like Emma and like, I have a lot of friends that like I absolutely adore who have helped me throughout the long along the way. I wouldn't be the person I am now. I would still be stuck in this like ratchet, loud, just angry, ready to fight the world teenage mindset. And I have to thank my good friends for uplifting me and seeing more in me than just that and uplifting me out of that. And I think that that's very important. When you're depressed, you absolutely need, even if it's just the old lady that you sit to on Sunday, sit next to on Sunday in the church, you need somebody who is gonna remind you that though you feel like a bag of wet trash today, you're not in fact a bag of wet trash. And you don't have to feel like that. And I think that that's really, really important. And I wanted to take this moment to say that to thank both of you for helping me grow into and continue to grow into the person that I'm growing into because I was a hot (laughs)
0: emotional (laughs) mess. (laughs) You were. I I, go ahead, Jimmy. I was
2: just going to say, you know, you are also going through a lot. You know, you're really unpacking Um, all of mm -hmm. that trauma, so you know i i think, yeah, you yeah, know that was part of your journey,, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, definitely, I know for me it's 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 still really hard for me to ask for help mm-hmm. so it's it's it feels like it feels like the hardest thing in the world for me like um, to have to ask for help, like it makes me cringe, isn't that weird like it's no. like something no, that no, like, I feel you like irks me, um so yeah, definitely, I'm grateful to have had people who have, you know, been able to, yeah, like you're saying, it's important to check on your friends, Mm -hmm. and, and it's hard to do that, too. I know I struggle with that now in my adult life, where I feel like I'm going through so much shit, like, I don't know if I'm the best person, or if I'm capable enough to help someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know, like, I try to, I still go through with it but um it, it's yeah it's challenging on, on both ends for sure it
0: takes a lot of energy right yeah, it takes a lot of energy it's <laughs> like i i can only keep up with about maybe one or two friendships at the moment like i you know usually i'm like social you know like i'm super social i have like maybe like 15 healthy friendships. You know like I'm just I'm just social. I'm always checking on people. I'm I you know, I have a main best friend and then I have like a bunch of other people that I'm just like, "Hey, what's up?" you know, remembering things, remembering their children's birthdays, remembering and I I found myself not being able to do that. And for a little while, I felt kind of guilty or bad about it. But right. now, you know what I mean, like I felt guilty cuz I was like, "Oh, I'm so used to being there for people, but like right now" I just don't have it and I had to get to the point where I accept that and the only people who are allowed in my life are the people who understand that mm-hmm. who who love me enough to be like it's okay when you're ready even if it takes a year or two or That's you right. know what I mean yeah I'm here for you if you want to chat I'm here to chat if you don't want to chat I know you have love for me because you have always been a consistent friend uh, but I know this year is not your year. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I appreciate those are the this year. Those are the people that I really uh, appreciated. There, there's people that I don't talk to anymore that I have been my friend for years that I don't talk to. I sleep like a baby over it um, because it's not that it, I don't have that burden of like, oh, if I'm, you know, if I'm not the friend that I'm always being to this person, that they're not gonna. No, I'm still that person, but right now I'm healing. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm wounded. <laughs> So friends like Vicky, who, who know, like she was there in the midst of me losing my dad, like in the midst of grief, where I have to say, I was one of the, like, I was the nastiest person this year that I could, that I've ever been, you know, and, and it's only the people who truly care and love me for who I am, who are still standing, you know what I mean? And who will get to benefit from, you know, hopefully the, the person the better person that I become after overcoming such a, you know, such a horrifying moment in my life. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Yeah.
1: Um, I will say that, um, this year pushed me to want to do more. Cause I think my problem is that I, I like to call I'm a social introvert. So it's like, hmm. there's an entertaining, an entertainer side to me, and then there's a side to me that's like night and day so it's like I'm an entertainer by personality by I was just born this way like I'm just that's just always what I've wanted to do is entertain but on the flip side of that I also love my space and my I'm a crab I love my shell that's that's it's it's a fact so I feel like I have a it's kind of like I have an open door policy, but I expect people to know that, you know, like people can't read my mind and that's a problem that I have. I have an open door policy in the sense where if you reach out to me, if you call me, if you hit me up, I will never not take your call. But sometimes I feel like um, I don't realize that, like Jamie was saying, some people really have a hard time asking for help. And I I can be one of those people too. So. Having an open door policy is great, but I feel like as a friend, I'm actively trying to do more to reach out to the people that I love and to really like connect with them. And, you know, like even with my parents, I've recently been rekindling um, my relationship on a whole different level. And I've been really trying to bond and connect with, you know, my family and like friends that, that I may have like, not purposely, but just being wrapped up in my own, like Jamie on, wrapped up in your own shit. You know relationships fall off and certain things weaken and it's like if there was ever any real bond or connection or love there it's you it can be rekindled i just think that it takes sometimes to be the bigger person and swallow that pill and be like i want that relationship and i'm gonna work for that relationship and i feel like we live in this time where it's like if you admit that you miss a person in any way then you're a punk ass bitch and it's like no i'm a human being with feelings and emotions and this was a person who i was very fond of and i miss them and i i i feel like i i can humble myself enough to admit that i miss them and perhaps what do you have to lose other than maybe rekindling a friendship and if that person's completely over your shit, then you know and you move on to something else and i feel like that can also be very healing because part of depression is overthinking and just thinking and thinking and and because you're in a dark space, none of your thoughts make any sense. <laughs> like it's always the darkest. Like it's always like one We're plus one. No e- <laughs> <laughs> it's like one plus one equals negative two. I know it. Like it's always, <laughs> It's always. It's always that. And I feel like when you're depressed, that one person that you think never wants to hear from you again, unless you're sure that they never wanna hear from you again. Like that one person that you think, you know, it's like, oh, they're salty or they, they're mad at me or blah, blah, blah. If it would make you feel good to know or make you feel better to know where your relationship stands with this person, there's nothing wrong with reaching out and being like, hey, what's up with you? And if the person, like I said, if they fuck with it, it could help. And if they don't, it could also help because it will allow you to have closure And it will allow you to be one less thing off of the list of things to overthink about. So I think that reaching out as well, not just for help, but also for repairing of relationships, because as Jamie said, when you're depressed, you're not yourself. And I, that's why I love the name of your podcast, which again, shameless promotion, (laughs) my depression said what it said. I love that because when you're depressed, you're nasty. You're just like, and not on purpose, but sometimes you're, you're nasty. Like I'm nasty when I'm depressed and I'm just like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's the main time that I'll, I'll say some of the most nasty things. The things yeah. And then when you're calm or when you're, you're no longer mad, you're just like, holy, what was I going through? You know? So I feel like yeah, part okay. of healing from your depression is reaching out and rekindling those bridges that you may have burnt whether they're repairable or not because closure is also very important for your mental state of mind
2: I was literally struggling with there's been someone I've wanted to reach out to for like a few years now
1: oh wow um I would convince you to do it because like my fiance was actually going through this recently a couple months ago where he was like going through a slight depression about a friend that he used to have And he kept saying to me, like, you know, I just want to reach out to him and see what I did, um, you know, for our friendship to fall apart the way it did. And at first, I didn't think it was a good idea. But seeing the way, like seeing what it meant to him, the friendship and seeing how it was affecting him, I convinced him, you know, see if you can, you know, either talk to him or talk to someone who who can talk to him and see if he'd be willing to open up to them. And long story short, he ended up, you know, finding out what the person's problem was and it wasn't anything that was valid and quite honestly sounded like he was the person was hating and since then i haven't heard him talk about this friend <laughs> he hasn't brought it up he hasn't been upset about it he hasn't you know dwelled on it because now he knows now he knows that it's like okay this is this is what the reason was our friendship is dead and and i can let it go so seeing how it helped him just having the closure, not even so much the relationship. I think that it would be a good idea if if you know you if, if the person is constantly on your mind and they're constantly it's something that's reoccurring, I would definitely convince you to go ahead and, and reach out because you don't have anything to lose if you're already not talking to that person right now. Right. Yeah, I think that we should do our hopes and dreams for the next year. And I've talked for like 15 mm. minutes in the monologue, monologue. So I'll let both of you go
0: before I go. No, it's I <laughs> look if sometimes, you know, there's certain episodes where we come in and I'm the one who's just like super like angry, like <laughs> renting the you know, the majority. And then sometimes it's it, you know, you're speaking from your heart, and that's what we want. You know, it's not scripted, it's it's just a conversation amongst people. So if you have a lot to say good you know you're speaking from the heart you may touch somebody out there with what you have to say so never say that Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can Ah, you can talk for the rest of the episode if you want to (laughs) (laughs) no but um for me my hopes it's hard for me to have hope right now Mm -hmm. it's it's really it really is I I feel like the second I have hope but the second I get happier the second I start something something is just gonna you know something's gonna go wrong and and It's, you know, and and then I'm gonna be devastated and I'm gonna reach a whole new level, like you know, like level four of like depression. You know what I mean? Like it's just so I'm at a point where I'm like tippy toeing through life. I don't want to argue with anybody. I don't want, you know, like I don't want to start any, I don't want to be around too much, I don't want to say too much. I, I just want to just be in this bubble. And if I wake up tomorrow, great, thank you, God, you know, and let's hope that I make it to the end of the day without any bad news. And that's literally how I live. Uh, my life but um what I'm hoping for next year is that like I'm hoping that that things get better (laughs) you know like I don't know what else as plain and as simple as it sounds I just hope that things get better whether it's gradually or whether it's just a little glimpse you know I just want to see that little glimpse of light or uh, you know that'll keep me going on my path and my journey I, I, I I'm hoping to um um, for the friendships that I lost to, to meet new people that, you know, may be beneficial for us, you know, for, for my life and for our lives. Um, my, my request is very small. I just, I really just want a peace of mind and I really just want, you know, a a more enlightenment and just that joie de vivre, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to be like, wake up and be excited about something, there you go. Like, I just want to wake up and, and just that passion that you have when you're a kid and you have dreams before, you know, life is a piece of garbage. I, I want that. I want that back. I want that spark. I want that passion. I want that love. I want that you know, that like, that enthusiasm, I want that back because right now I'm very bland and I, I don't like myself to be like this because I'm someone who has a big personality. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm someone who loves going into social situations because I love to entertain. I like to make people laugh. I've always been class clown, like since I was in kindergarten. So for me to be the person that's like, okay, I hope no one notices I'm here at five foot 10, thick as hell. You know what I mean? Like, I hope no one notices me, you know, like... <laughs> Uh, I hope that you know, I hope I get better. I hope I get out of that. I hope I find my color again. I hope I find my light. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Jamie, what are your hopes for the new year?
2: I relate to that, Melissa. I'm six feet five, and like you know, what I'm saying, and I'm like, oh god, no one noticed me. I realize I, realize I walk and I kind of hunch. Like, yeah, you do. Okay. I do. <laughs> And it's really the past week, the past few weeks, I started walking like completely straight and I was like, whoa, this (laughs) is different. (laughs) Um, And that leads me to my my hopes. I really want to regain some of my self-confidence. You know, a lot of my goals are just like personal things that I want to achieve and that I want to work on. I feel like, yeah, everything in the world is completely unpredictable. This is maybe something I can control my own personal development mm-hmm. or at least better control it Absolutely. Um, and some other things that are just completely out of my control. So I'm hoping to regain some of my self-confidence, uh, my self-esteem, um, hoping to, you know, continue to just forgive myself, you know, like really let go of some of these, a lot of experiences that I'm sort of holding on to and... And also I hope to, because for me, like in terms of letting go of things, I there has to be a sort of resolution for me to whatever it is. Like I, I can't just, okay, I'm going to just get over it and move on. Like as long, until there isn't a resolution, it's I can't just move on.
0: That's um, an Aries thing, I think
2: yeah i I feel like some people can do that a little better and you know can sort of turn that page not me i I need to (laughs) to like it needs to be some sort of exchange
1: can i give you a piece Uh, of advice for that yeah because that used to be my biggest issue and i found that it's okay to give your own self it's called i like to call it self-closure it's okay to give yourself closure When you feel like you're at a point because sometimes talking to a person is so toxic that the closure from that person themselves is not even worth it it's gonna make it worse so i feel like when you have something that you're just so fixated on and it's like you can't get over it like i like to write things down and i just make a list of all the things that i can do for myself that would allow this situation to not even matter to me anymore and Mm -hmm. you know it's a hard exercise to do because I overthink and fixate on everything as well, but it really only takes like seven days to break a habit or to start a new habit. So if for like seven days, you can put like seven things on a list and for seven days, you can do something other than think about this person or this problem, then that lets you know that it's not that deep. You know what I mean? And just little, just little tricks and exercises like that have allowed me to be able to provide self-closure when I can't get it from the, from a a situation or a person and you know some a part of self-closure is forgiving you know yourself if you're in the wrong and the other person if they're in the wrong because once you forgive some a a person there's not a need for their side of the story it doesn't matter you forgive them either way and then you can turn the page so i think for me my issue was working on forgiveness i'm so sorry to cut you off
2: (laughs) no but that's honestly i was gonna say in my second half like it's fine so finding out yeah if I can't resolve that, how else can I move on? You know, like how else can I turn that page? And yeah, there are some, it, yeah, there are some situations where, you know, I can have that sort of exchange that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely some others where, yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna look, di- a resolution is gonna look differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah so those are a lot of my hopes for the year is really to you know to really become the person that i always see myself as you know it's like that simple like i just want to become that version of myself that i feel and that i see in my mind oh oh
1: my god yes right just start that journey.
2: you know because it's like it's got to start so you know that's what i'm going to focus on um and then what was the other part my um
1: your hopes and pretty much your requests of the new year.
2: Request. Um you know, be easy on us 2021. You know, we've that been one. through, you know, <laughs> just like slow it down. Like little. chill. <laughs> That's it.
1: <laughs> okay. So for me, That's nice. my hopes for myself this next year is um oh, so many. Um, well, this year, I feel like I did a pretty okay job of not allowing people to get get, have power over my emotions. And like, you know, certain people can still get under my skin. But that's because those are people I care about. But you know, people that don't really matter that much on my day to day basis. I've done an okay job of like, not cussing people out in the street this year. So also, there hasn't been many people in the street to cuss, so I guess maybe that's
2: why. <laughs> <Got lucky>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, But no, but in all seriousness, I do hope to be able to continue that because my whole life, that's been my issue. I just have a short temper and I just, anytime I feel disrespected or like just, I guess disrespected, I tend to go off a little bit and like, that's not who I am. I like to joke around. I like to make jokes. I'm a very happy-go-lucky kind of person, like... I I just, I love life. And this year has been kind of hard to find a piece of life to love. But at the same time, I got engaged this year. So I can't say that the whole thing was horrible but it was definitely a struggle. Even, even leading up to being engaged, it was a struggle because being in two different countries, there was like a six month span where there was no like physical seeing of each other. So this year was rough. I can say for me personally, it was rough as well, but it could have been much worse. So I do want to be grateful for the things that I have. And I definitely want to continue to work on reaching out and, you know, rebuilding relationships and bonding with those who mattered, who's always mattered that I kind of pushed away over time. Um, I want to work on not beating myself up so much. I tend to beat myself up when I, when things don't go as planned for me or when you know I'm not in a position that I thought or I feel like I should be in. Like Jamie said, there's a person in me who is not living her, her best life right now. And it's circumstantial, it's financial, it's geographical. It's all kinds of things that play into that, but that doesn't make it any less heavier on your mental. So I do wanna work on, you know, not beating myself up so much for not being in a place where I would like to be right now in my life and appreciate the journey that I'm on right now mm-hmm. that is leading me to that point. Cause like you said, it has to happen. And um, I just want I guess I wanna work on enjoying the scenic route. So as opposed to being <laughs> like, you know, I'm not there yet, damn it. How long is this going to take? When's the next connecting flight? What's the fastest way to get there? Is there a red eye? Like, just enjoy the scenic route and enjoy the journey. And, you know, exactly. Enjoy the, the. just enjoy it. Because if I had not gone through the rough and tough things I've been through up to now, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I wouldn't appreciate the blessings that come my way. So I do want to continue to work on enjoying the scenic route of, of my life journey. Um, and I guess my request for 2021 would be kindness. Like this year we saw such a lack of empathy and kindness and just especially being a black person, being a black woman. And, you know, I just feel like I, I, I seen so much this year that on top of it being in a pandemic, on top of seeing my best friend's father who I was very fond of pass away, on top of, you know, a relocation, on top of recently myself finding out that my godmother passed away from the virus, on top of all other different things that, that play into this year for me. I think the most hurtful thing was to turn on my phone or my television every day and see how much hate Was in the world at a time where people are dying overnight at the hundreds of thousands. There's still space for all of this hate. And I'm just like looking at it like, is this necessary? Especially this year? Like, you don't know if the person that you're yelling at at the grocery store just came from their grandmother's funeral. You don't know. You know what I mean? Like, you just, we live. This year has been so uncertain. You you just don't know what anybody is going through. So for people to be able to get dressed in the morning and leave their house and spew hate on the magnitude that it's been spewed this year, I honestly pray for peace and kindness in the next year for, for everybody. Because this year has been, it's been tough. It's been tough personally. And honestly, there are several times that I turned on my phone and I watched a story and I was in shambles, crying, just like the Breonna Taylor, that it just rocked my world because as a black woman, I instantly felt fear in my heart to know that even in our own homes, a person can come in and attack our families and ourselves and we're not safe and there's no justice. And it's like, usually I can watch these things and I can empathize and I feel sadness and I can rah, rah and and preach and march But this year, everything that I saw broke me little by little. And if we could just have a little bit of peace, like a quarter of the amount of hate turned into peace in the next year, it would be so much helpful. Because I literally had to quit social media for like half half of this year because it was too much. It was just too much. And in turn, it caused me to have anxiety about posting my own things, my own creative projects on my own pages. So... Yeah, pretty much just I request from 2021 some kindness, a little bit of love in people's hearts, some empathy, just the basics. Treat people like you would want to be treated. Doesn't matter of their gender, their sexuality, their identification. If that person identifies as a black chicken, let that person live. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying, like, it just doesn't, I just don't understand what, why hate. You don't have to agree with, but why hate, you know? Yeah. So, that's, again, my 15-minute ramble. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can close off the show for tonight. I really, really am so happy that Jamie came and joined us this evening. I feel overjoyed that we were able to share our last episode of season one with you. You're it's such an honor. I really hope you come yeah, back. Such and, a great addition. Um, yeah, sit on our panel again. I would love to have you again. And... Um, You guys have to check out the podcast. Again, it's called My Depression Said What It Said. It will be dropping in 2021. We will definitely keep you updated and posted on the exact um, release date. But I'm definitely going to tune in. I know Mel's going to tune in. Um, I will. And we're definitely going to, uh, you know, review, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) The show. So um i'm excited i'm really excited for you jamie i think that this is a great journey that you're heading on and i'm really really happy for um you having come and spent all this time with us this evening
2: thank you both so much yeah. this was really oh, fun
1: oh, oh thank you yay i'm really excited that you liked it and i i you'll be back
0: <laughs> you have no yes, choice please Part come back yeah you don't have a choice please come back
1: <laughs> so <laughs> i one, loved
0: your input and- first uh-huh
1: oh sorry go ahead
0: no my bad no it's okay I was just saying I loved his input and just like you know I learned a lot from what you had to say mm-hmm. um so I'm looking forward to your podcast and I'm looking forward to you coming in and jumping in maybe next time we'll talk about something a little bit more you know like <laughs> yeah of course a little bit more jolly but <laughs> so yeah so our, our, our producer
1: Kurt just reminded us it's the holidays so Merry, Merry
2: Christmas,
0: Christmas. Happy, happy Hanukkah, holidays,
2: yes.
0: Happy Holidays, yeah. um, Happy Kwanzaa for whoever it is This is our Christmas closing Christmas. episode too. This is episode 10. This is our last episode of the season. Yes. so It is. <laughs>
1: not, it is our last episode of season one. Um, thank you guys so much. Those of you who have been listening from the beginning, thank you so, so very much. It means so much to us. This project is one that it's like our baby. It's one of many that we're gonna try to bring to you, but I feel like you guys are gonna love what we're gonna do in the new year. We have a lot of like fun stuff coming up. Um, I'm not gonna say what, obviously, but (laughs) you guys are just gonna have to come back to the crazy bitch factory and find out. As usual, please send us your feedback, questions, any comments, any likes, any hate to our DM at Crazy Bitch Factory Inc on Instagram we're on Twitter TikTok um you can catch the show on Spotify Apple Podcasts YouTube SoundCloud and many other platforms I think that's it guys I really want to wish you guys a happy holiday season and a happy end of the year season's greetings and prosperity to you all thank you so much for coming to the Crazy Bitch Factory for season 1 We'll see you back in the new year. Bye. Happy
0: new year. (laughs) Closing the factory down. (laughs)